And how's it going, everyone? Welcome to... Hey, episode- wait, wait, wait. I thought I was doing the intro. No, I'm doing the intro. No, I am. Anyway, Marcus, <laughs> theme yeah. music, please. <laughs> And thanks for tuning in, guys. This is episode 11 of Chat with the Buds. Thanks for interrupting me, Wes. Appreciate that. Hey, you're the one who interrupted me. Okay. Well, uh, we're just three firemen uh, looking for an excuse to talk even more than we already do. I'm Sam. I'm Wes. I'm Marcus. And today, we are glad to be here with you again. Been a little while. It's been a bit. It's been a bit. Uh, It's hard for three guys that have full-time jobs that they love and, uh, you know, lives. Lives. This is still just a hobby. Pretty much. And yeah, so we've had a lot of stuff going on, and uh, but we are glad to be back at the rectangular table. Oh, uh, real quick, um, we mentioned last episode our buddy Paul is coffee company. That's right. Thanks for all the support. He's uh, he's really gotten a, a pretty good uh, outreach to him. Uh, thanks to everybody <clears throat> listening on the Instagram and everything like that. Um, yeah, it's doing pretty good. He's got uh, got some uh, good coffee out there still rolling. Uh, Delicious. Delicious. I prefer the Rescue Roast. It's yeah. kind of a nutty flavor, and I'm kind of a nutty guy. If you're, uh, so, what's the Jelly Donut one? The cop one? Back to Blue uh, Jelly back Donut? Back to Blue. Back yeah. to Blue. It's okay. That one's okay. It's more of a, uh, what do you what do you call it? Uh, it's more flavorful. It's yeah. in like, yeah. It's very full fruity, body. Full fruity, body. fruity. Yeah, sort of. Okay. Yeah, yeah sure. It's, it's fruity. So if you like stuff like that, there's something for everybody. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's Firegrounds Coffee. Please go check them out. Keep it up. And uh, get you some return orders going firegrounds coffee company i'm gonna get some for my mom she's been asking so paul i'm gonna pick up some for my mom <laughs> for so, my mom for my mom so west you got something for us today huh you i look very do. excited to talk today i do well i'm always excited to talk so um this is kind of something different than i've always done this is more of a like kind of current event thing and it will be current event again um but this is and it's really not about him, but uh, El Chapo has been in the news as of, you know, past couple mm-hmm. months and everything. His trial and being found guilty of numerous counts of obviously drug trafficking and murder and conspiracy to commit murder. And then not only that, escaping prison twice. I mean, it was in Mexico and, you know, and everything like that. But uh, he's also worth, you know, $30 billion or yeah. something like that. Um, but anyway... He will be uh, sentenced in June, and um, one of the big interesting things that I've found about uh, El Chapo and his sentencing is that there is a everybody thinks there is a really good chance that he will be going to what is called Supermax, a Supermax prison in Colorado, and uh, it is actually. The correct term is the United States Penitentiary Administrative Maximum Facility in Florence, Colorado. It's also known as ADX. ADX. Uh, ADX. It's also it's known... It's like a music festival too, right? It sounds like, okay. right? <laughs> and um, it's also known as Supermax, and it's also known as the Alcatraz of the Rockies. Whoa. Because this place is known a lot of times as a prison within a prison. This is basically a prison that... Like, For the most the part, the government's top. Now, are these only prisoners 
that are incarcerated like by the government or is this like serial killers and stuff too? This, or is this only this, like this is here I'll, re- enemies I'll read to you this. the United States or? it is it houses inmates that are that are known for violence and murder to other inmates and prison staff have escaped and if escape pose a threat to the population and national security gotcha okay. so we'll get in more to that here in a second but this is basically people who are one terrible they are uncontrollable in normal would prisons. Would not be good at a party. Would not be good at a party. Not even a prison party. <laughs> and uh, I don't know. I don't know how much fun that would be. <laughs> um, uh, that, like I said, they've been known to escape. And not only that, if they do escape, these are the ones that won't be like, okay, well, I'm just going to lay low. They'll go and do something bad, like murder or mm-hmm. cause a threat to national security, right. like national homeland security. So, like I said, we'll get into that here in a little bit. But this is basically what I found so crazy is that in this day and age of, you know, um, rehabilitation and we're changing the ways we're doing things and everything like that in in prisons and Uh rehabilitation, like I said, uh, it's pretty interesting that this place is like, yeah, no. <laughs> no, no, that's that, not, that's, that's not that, how this that works. Rest and relaxation you that know, you get, and maybe you know that podunk prison down the road. Yeah, not gonna happen. Yeah, we don't like like now. Now it it is. This is a big part of the prison, but they do have like lower levels of the prison. Mm-hmm. But uh, the one I'm talking, the place I'm talking about, it's got like it houses like 400, and like the prisoner to uh, guard ratio is like four to one, which is like one of the highest Jeez. in the nation, like by far. So. Um, it's like almost like they're superheroes. Yeah, yeah, it's it like, is almost like, like you need four guys to keep this guy down. Yeah, it is almost like where the Joker would go, you know, mm-hmm. stuff like that. Um, anyway, like I said, like in this day and age of rehabilitation, they're like, no, that's that's not how this is going to work. This is like one of the worst things that could possibly happen to you. A former inmate that was in the um, like the big lockdown that I'm talking about, he called it a high tech version of hell designed to shut down all sensory perception. Whoa. So that's one thing that, um, like when uh, lawmakers and... Honestly, can I just say, that just whole phrase you just said, so metal. Yeah, it's metal. That's pretty metal. Alien, <laughs> alien too. And um, so like lawmakers and, um, uh, you know, um, higher ups in the, the prison system and everything, they say that one thing that is very strange when you go in there, like the way the prison is designed, like the actual structure is designed that when you go in there, after a little while, you really can't tell which way is north, south, east, or west. Interesting. You lose your, your there's not perception a lot of, maybe of like direction. There's right angles or something. There's, maybe like, yeah, there's a lot of curves. Mm-hmm. There's just like the, even down to the color of the lighting, it really, like the prisoner said, throws off your sensory perception. Interesting. So that's one of the... That, that this place, as you know, is basically escape-proof. They said no one's ever escaped, and the possibility of anybody ever escaping is basically zero. Um, so anyway, the, like the place that I'm talking about, um, it has lower... The Supermax has lower level you mm-hmm. know, uh, security, but the highest security, it, uh, it can house 400 inmates, oh, and geez. they are on 23-hour lockdown, Okay. 23 hour lockdown. Is that means, like solitary confinement? Yeah. Too, and or? it's actually a little bit more because basically when you're in there, there's not really solitary confinement. It's just, it's all solitary confinement. Okay. You, when you're put there, that's what it is. That's it's solitary confinement. 
So you are um, 23 hour, hour lockdown, which actually it's actually a little bit more than 23 hour lockdown because they only get five hours a week outside of their cell. Jeez. Five hours a week. It's not even seven. So um, it's in a seven by 12 cell and uh, it has a four inch by 42 inch window. Four inch by 42 So think about okay, that. It's a very long, thin. It's a long, thin, vertical window, and mm-hmm. the only thing that it can see is the sky. Interesting. You can't see any other part of the building. You yeah. can't see mountains. You can't see any kind of terrain, and that's so that they don't know where they are housed in the prison. Interesting. Okay, that makes so sense. So when they go there and they get put into their cell, they have no idea where in the prison they are at. I mean, it's almost like at at this point in time, the window is like a luxury. I mean, it's yeah. like, oh, I get to see the sky. That's great, Wonderful. right? And so, basically, when um, this is, these are people who, one, like I said, they're a danger to other inmates and other prisoners. They get fed in their cells, and they also, it sounds like a luxury, mm-hmm. but they have showers in their cells. They don't even go to like group showers or anything like that. Okay. Yeah. So um, they also, all the beds have uh, um, restraints built into the beds. Oh, wow. Okay. So they're actually just poured concrete. All the furniture is poured concrete and steel. And it's also designed to not have like any curves and stuff Mm -hmm. and no sharp edges. So they're also supposedly suicide proof. Gotcha. They can't kill themselves. Like an insane asylum. Like an insane asylum. They're also under 24-hour surveillance. Every cell has a um, a camera in it. Mm -hmm. And from the control room, they can hit a button and it'll lock every single door in the the prison. The restraints, is that just in case that they get violent and they need to restrain them? They don't have to be restrained. uh, Yeah, it's like a punishment. Okay, gotcha. It's like a punishment. So, um, for good behavior, though, you get a black and white TV. And it only shows educational and religious programming. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> um, That's great. So, and there. I mean, look, I'm not going to say that watching, you know, Magic School Bus when <laughs> yeah. you're in a prison cell is not going to be the worst thing ever. But okay, <laughs> I, I get it. But Magic School Bus in black and white? Come on. <laughs> That's true. Um, so, yeah, they can actually go years without, other than guards, human contact. That, so it's gotta be pretty bad on the psyche. Yeah. You know, that, and I'll get into that in here in a second, but, um, they can only see, get visits from their lawyers and direct family members. And it's all behind glass. There's no direct contact. You know, they talk on the phone or anything mm-hmm. like that. And every prisoner is escorted by a minimum of three guards. Interesting. And they're always shackled hands and feet up to the, with the little belt. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, so yeah, only the lawyers and everything like that. They don't have any contact with any other prisoner at all. Um, so when they get let out for that five hours a week, they, um, they get to go exercise and basically their exercise room is what is about the equivalent. It's only a little bit bigger than their cell. It's the equivalent of like a, a, an empty pool with Uh a cage on top of it. So you can, for your exercise, you can choose to walk 10 steps in a straight line or 31 <laughs> steps in a circle. <laughs> so that is your, that is your, um, your oh, exercise. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And that is H unit. Z unit Uh-oh. is when you mess up. Uh-oh. That's the punishment. So basically Z unit is totally dark at all times. Solitary confinement. Uh-huh. 
soundproof and with the restraints in the beds. It, it's totally dark. Totally dark. So totally soundproof. To jump off of our center deprivation episode number ten, check it out if you haven't listened already. Uh, it's not obviously going to be a relaxing experience for these people. Um, I mean, it's are they in there for also twenty three hours in darkness or? Yeah, it's that's what the prison that's what the cell is. That, Darkness and soundproof. No, that is terrifying. Yeah. And then, and you thought H unit was bad. <laughs> I thought H unit was bad. That's affect when your you're psyche. that's when you're doing good. Yeah. In this in this prison. So, like I said, we'll do a little game here. Ooh, this God. isn't necessarily games. This isn't necessarily for us because uh-huh. there's a lot of people that we we didn't hear of and the normal person won't hear of. Uh-huh. But at home, see if you can guess who these people are. These are prisoners at the uh, currently super, at the supermax currently. Currently, okay. Uh, so here's actually a pretty big one: Zacharias Musawi. Zacharias Musawi. Hmm. No idea. Um, are some of these going to be you know all within the United States, or they no. could be all over the world? All over the world, but they are prisoners at uh, Supermax. Musawi. I'm trying to figure out the origin of that last name. I don't know. I'll go ahead and tell you. He played a key role in planning the September 11th attacks. Really? Al-Qaeda. Oh, wow. Um, Other people might know this. Richard Reed. I'm pretty bad at this. I'm not going to lie. I don't know. know. Uh, You'll know some of them. Richard Reed. You know, he... uh, Oh, that's that guy that just, you know... Punched that kid in the face, right? No. Oh, okay. I'm sure he punched a kid in the face. <laughs> um, he was uh, convicted of trying to use a weapon of mass destruction by taking a shoe bomb onto a plane from Paris to Miami. He is known as the shoe bomber. Oh. All right. Um, okay, here's one along the same lines as the shoe bomber. Mm-hmm. Uh, Umar Abdulmatalab. I think I'm saying that right. Along the lines of the shoe bomber. He put a bomb somewhere on his person. Did he put it? Uh, he uh, he put it on top of his head. No, know. in his <laughs> underwear. Oh, okay. He is known as the underwear. underwear the underwear bomber. Uh, okay, here's one you know, that you. Sh- if you think Fruit of the Loom or Haynes would carry the most ordnance, <laughs> Jesus, we're gonna skip over that. <laughs> uh, okay, here's one you should know: Jokar Sarnayev. Oh, uh, Boston Massacre, right? Yeah, Boston bombing. Um, okay. Not the Boston Massacre, which was <laughs> way back. <then>. Way, way, <laughs> way a long time ago. Boston Bomb. Right? Um, okay. Here's one you should also know. Uh, Ted Kaczynski. Uh, a lot of people at home know this. Uh, it, it sounds super familiar. It, it sounds is. super he familiar. He is, uh, he's the Unabomber. He Unabomber, sent, sent the bombs okay. in the packages in case yeah. someone listening doesn't know. Big man hunt. The biggest thing about him was, uh, the composite sketch. Mm-hmm. Where uh, the FBI let out this, um, you know, like the behavioral analysis. I think it was them. Let out a composite sketch and it was like, this is what the Unabomber mostly looks like. He's got on like aviators and like a hoodie, yeah. you know, and everything like that. And then it comes out and he just looks like a wild man. Yeah. And it was like just com- completely different, I, not right at all. I don't remember where, but uh, some uh, museum somewhere in the United States has like his entire shack. And, yeah, he uh, lived out in the woods. He yeah. was like an MIT genius. And then he, uh, this this is what we were actually talking about the other day. Uh, he had his manifesto. Uh-huh. In case any of your friends ever say, hey, I want you to read my manifesto, call the cops immediately. Yeah, that's No one saying. ever has a good manifesto. I, I was going to say the same thing. Uh, okay, here we go. Um, 
some people at home may know this. Y'all might know this. Terry Nichols. Mm. I th- Terry Nichols. Didn't that guy, didn't he throw like no. over a thousand yards? <laughs> <laughs> uh, he, he helped Timothy McVeigh plan the uh, Oklahoma City bombings. He was a co-conspirator. Oh, okay. You know, uh, for those who have never been, um, beautiful memorial. Uh, the Oklahoma City bombing. We went there once, and uh, it's quite a solemn experience, actually. Well, um, I'm sure. But yeah, but it's well, yeah, but it's it's very very pretty. I think they, I don't have big old reflection pools stuff like that. Um. Okay. Here's one. Eric Rudolph. Mm. What do you think, Marcus? Uh, he killed people. He did. You're absolutely right, Marcus. You got it. <laughs> he uh he was uh, known as uh, the Olympic Park bomber. He set off a park, a uh, bomb in, a, in the Olympic Park in Atlanta in 1996. Okay, here's a uh, interesting one. Uh-huh. Robert Hansen. I bet you don't know who this guy is, so I'm going to go ahead and read his little bio, bio here. Okay. Former senior FBI agent assigned to counterintelligence, pleaded guilty in 2002 to espionage for passing classified information to the Soviet Union and later to Russia over a 20-year period, which was regarded as the worst intelligence disaster in the U.S. history at that time, betraying dozens of U.S. intelligence agents, several of whom were executed directly due to Hansen's betrayal. Wow. So, yeah, double agent. Spy. Massive treason. U.S. spy. He is serving 15 consecutive life sentences. Jeez. You know, what is the real point behind... I know people ask this question all the time. I really want to know the true answer of why someone gets 15 life sentences and it's not just one life sentence. Well, and see, that's one and of the that things... Has, I think it might have something to do with the parole process, well, sort of. Well, that's one of the things that I didn't really get to look up here is because, like, that guy, he has 15 life sentences. Terry Nichols has 161 life sentences, one for everybody that died in the bombing. Uh-huh. But Jokar Sarnayev... He's sentenced to death. Okay. So it's like they have people here who have De- killed people in well, maybe summers. Well, depends I, on I where... mean, it's a federal prison, so it's really not so much that these... I mean, they did federal things. I know, but so does that mean they're tried on a federal level, or are they tried in the state that they committed their crime? Well, they're... Uh, I, th- I think when you do, like, mass destruction, that's a that's federal, federal level. Okay. So well, I, then... I don't really know why. I mean, to answer your question, I can't. um so here's one james marcello he was a uh chicago mafia boss mafia boss yep very good uh i don't i don't know if that was maybe a little stereotypical just because of his name but still very good (laughs) no of course not um here's an interesting one tyler bingham he is the aryan brotherhood prison gang founder oh yeah he uh was transferred there in 2006 obviously being the head of one of the most notorious, not only prison gangs, gangs, uh-huh. you know, he's killed a lot of people and did a lot of bad things right. from prison. So yeah, that's one of those, um, examples of bad inmates going there. Um, so this guy too, along with, uh, the guy I just said, Thomas Silverstein, he is a Aryan, the, the current Aryan brotherhood prison gang leader considered one of the most dangerous inmates in the federal prison system. So this guy is like the most dangerous guy. How would that? Does he have like razor sharp talents or something? Like what makes him because super he's got dangerous? he's got a lot of guys that have a lot of razor guys. Sharp okay, talons. so he's got a lot of connections. Yes. Okay. Um, he is. Uh, uh, yeah. So he's you know pretty pretty bad dude. He is also actually in 1983, uh, he killed two uh, officers, mm-hmm. and he's actually the reason that the federal government 
um, prison system has a super max classification. Interesting. So he is actually in a prison that because of him was inspired to be built. Interesting. <laughs> and uh, this guy, he's the, uh, he's the last one. This is just also um, kind of goes along with why people are, are housed here. Richard McNair, he's not really all that famous, but he just got really good at, ex- at uh, escaping. Prisons. Okay. He escaped like three times. From, what was his original crimes? Uh, he uh, robbery, but then when he okay. escaped, he'd like kill people, uh, like murder and stuff like that. So, yeah, that was his big deal. And uh, he, so like I said, when you're good at escaping, you go to a place that you can escape from. Can't escape. Yeah. And no one has ever escaped. Your trade is null and void. Wow. No one's ever escaped from there. Yep. So that's uh, Supermax. So if you want to go hang out with all those kind of famous people, then uh, you know. Maybe sign up for maybe sign up for a uh, visitor. I don't know. <laughs> don't don't uh, don't don't do all the things they did. <laughs> all right, so there it is. That's where El Chapo most likely will be going. El Chapo, huh? Mm-hmm. You got it's crazy. You know, if you're gone good behavior, black and white TV, and maybe a conjugal visit. Sweet. Nope, no conjugal visit. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, let's take a break, and uh, we'll come back with some more goodness for you guys. All right. And welcome back, everybody, in case you did actually take a break just like we did to uh, stop and use the bathroom or something like that. Relieve yourself. I hope you like the uh, first little half there. I, I think I knocked it out of the park. I think you did, I think you, you did pretty good. <laughs> a little bit of podcast gold there for you, so uh, <laughs> go ahead and give me those those five stars. Um, five stars and comment. Deck, dang it, comment. I like to hear from our, our like fans. I to, like I told Sam. I like feedback. Look, what, like when we had when when I talked about can, uh, cannibalism, and I mentioned something about you know a family eating their roof, you know just to get oh, yeah. by, and then someone commented and said we're having smoke roof tonight. Yeah. on our Apple podcast. <laughs> that yeah. was, that so was great. That's the kind of thing that really brightens our day. Yeah. So you know, comment. Let us know what's going on. Subscribe. Right. Comment. Be yeah. interactive. Talk to us. We'll talk back. Maybe. We'll talk back. <laughs> I don't know. Um. So. Sam, Marcus, had a... Uh, Sound like you have a question for us. Do not. Do not. I do have a question. Okay. Um, what are like some bad like restaurant experiences? Oh, I have? love this topic. Like, um, you know, it doesn't even, you know, it doesn't even have to be like bad food. Mm-hmm. I think it's just like weird things, you know, like, um, you know, weird server or, or Sam, you like, you worked at a... Uh, uh, or a server at um uh, blah, blah, blah. I got it I got it you got it it's on Roadhouse. the Zipper, Texas Roadhouse house That's right. Roadhouse house Roadhouse <laughs> Texas Roadhouse I worked at Texas Roadhouse and McCain Texas off El Dorado I'm sure some of you maybe have have been there it was a great time I was there for about three years and I saw and so did a the, lot of things you have the other into the spectrum like your yeah. rest your bad restaurant experiences are the patrons exactly exactly you guys might know more about just bad experiences at restaurants in general but like you know I know some pretty weird stuff that's happened to me on the other side of the coin, if you know what I mean. So, but anyway, go ahead. Oh, you want me to start first? Yeah. Okay. So uh, one thing, I, I, don't, don't just tease me. One, one thing I love to tell people about when I was serving tables is that, you know, everything 
people just think people just think they're just hilarious, you know. And I, <laughs> and I get it, and I get it. You know, we want to all think that we're just funny and we're good at making jokes and stuff. But people think they are super hilarious and really creative. When when I come over and I'm picking up all their plates and stuff, and I'm saying, "Can I get you guys anything else?" And the guy like, "Yeah, maybe a wheelchair to get me out of here." <laughs> and he thinks he's the first person to ever say that. Ever, ever, ever. and uh, no, that's not. That's just. Was he one. like? He's like, hey, did you hear what I said? Hey, did you hear that? <laughs> that's actually just one example. Um, let's say uh, you know someone just you know they just finished their meal. Hey, can I take this plate out of your way? Oh yeah, you can take it. I hated it. <laughs> <laughs> and you know the plate is completely empty. And I said, oh yeah, I'm sure you really hate I, it. I, I, You're hilarious. I, I wish course, everybody I, could see your your face right now. This that that theatrical comedian. Oh, I hate it. <laughs> and, and it's like it's frustrating because I kind of have to laugh at it. You know, I gotta be like, this is a good one. This is a good one. Please tip me. Please tip me. I need to pay rent. And then you know, it's uh, it, it's just it, it. But it's every single time people just think, oh yeah, I hate it. Or like um, you know, someone might be like, say something like um. Oh gosh, what else? Uh, they got the wheelchair. They say, "Oh, I hated it." Um, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like the opposite. It's uh, can I take that plate for you? It's completely empty. Oh, I'm not done with it yet. <laughs> I'm not done with this yet. I'd just be like, "All right, and leave." All right, yeah, <laughs> yeah, okay. That's one. That's Keep one reason. That's one reason that I would be a terrible server because if someone said, "Yeah, wheelchair," I would like be like, "Oh, okay," and I'd go get them a wheelchair. Like uh, I would not. Yeah. It would be so hard. <laughs> Here you go for me to like for me to let stuff like that go. And when he says, "Oh no, I'm not finished with this yet," I'd be like, "All right," and just leave. Um, that would be hard. I'd be a terrible server. Yeah, yeah. This, <laughs> that's one reason. That's one reason that for the most part, I try to make it so easy on my servers, mm-hmm. like no matter what, because I'm like, I just. You know, like you said, I don't yeah. make any jokes. You know, right. I'm not, I'm not mean, right. but I'm just like, no, no, yeah, we're good. Here See, we go. I, and it's always like, anytime I order something, like I never say, leave this off. Can I substitute this? Please don't do this. You know, you got gluten free or whatever. And like I just say, yeah. I want, you know, a number thirteen. Mm-hmm. You want a that, number thirteen? That, that's it. <laughs> that, that's all. Okay. You know. Yeah. And don't take this off. Don't add anything. Not this on the side. I just. I try to make it as easy as possible. And, and, and the thing, w- that's what was really bad about Roadhouse is that people love to customize their orders at mm-hmm. Roadhouse. And actually we, I mean, one of them, it, it, you know, a story in particular, I remember this woman, she was not vegetarian. She was vegan coming to Texas Roadhouse <laughs> with her family. And she Where said- Where you walk in and the first thing you see are just giant hunks of meat. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. And, um, or, or, or butter smothered bread, you know? Yeah. Um, but I, you know, she asked like, hey, I'm vegan. You know, what is on the menu can I eat? And I said, absolutely nothing. <laughs> I said, not. I'm telling you right now, probably almost not a single thing. And we had to – it took almost probably a good five to seven minutes just to figure out what she could eat. And um, Lettuce. She Yeah, well, she ended up getting the veggie plate, which is just four sides on their side menu. And she had to get a salad with no egg, no cheese, no croutons because there's anchovies in it um, and butter and all kinds of stuff. Or, uh, no, the anchovies, that, that's in the Caesar salad. Yeah. Can't get the Caesar salad. Can't get the croutons, though, because, you know, butter and milk and stuff. Um, with oil and vinegar. She had to get a salad with oil and vinegar. <laughs> then she, she's like, oh, can I have a baked potato? Well, no, you can't. Our baked potatoes are wrapped in bacon. So <laughs> you can't have a baked potato. I'm sorry. And she's like, well, can you just not wrap it in bacon? I'm like, that's not how it works at Texas Roadhouse. That's not how it works at Texas Roadhouse. That's not how we do it at Texas Roadhouse. She got a sweet potato. 
And, you know, I think she could get, like, the marshmallows. No, she can't get the... Yeah, she could. It's probably milk or eggs or something and marshmallows, right? I don't know. Or maybe it's just just sugar sugar. or something. Well, anyway, she got a sweet potato, and then she had to request... If you know what's in marshmallows, please comment on our (laughs) (laughs) page. She had to request bread without, you know, butter, and then she she couldn't get the... You know, the French fries, because we did some weird stuff with meat there. And I, it's just, oh, she couldn't get the green beans, because there's always bacon bits in our green beans, and we're not, we can't pick them out. It's just cooked like that. So it was just huge hassle. God. And I have like nine other tables you I gotta, have to take care of. And you got to think that, like, that lady at one point, like, during that, she had to just been thinking, is this really worth it? Yeah. You know, it's you know? not. And and then, okay, one more, and I got someone else and go. I had a guy, this is on the opposite end. This is a meat eater. This guy's like, hey, I want your biggest filet. And I said, well, sir, you're in luck. We cut all our own steaks. We have an award-winning meat cutter in the back. I can cut any size. Award-winning uh, meat cutter? They have uh, meat cutting competitions. Uh, actually, I think they have some that are like particularly just for roadhouses. And they actually have like real meat cutting competitions. Okay. Um, but anyway, I said, uh, it's all about like cutting the, the right size. Games? The butcher games, really, yeah, and it's like you want to cut the right slice of uh, meat and weigh, have it weigh exactly what you want. Like, uh, oh, I need six ounces of filet. Boom, there it is. You know. Uh, okay. Um. So anyway, I was like, you know, you're in luck. I can cut. We can cut anything. He's like, okay, I want. And he thinks for a second. I want a 24 ounce filet. Now, if you know one filet is very expensive. Um. Uh-huh. And so, like, it already, that's Expensive gonna, for, like, eight ounces. Yeah. Um, and maybe 24 sounds crazy. Maybe it was, like, a 16-ounce filet, which is still a ton of filet. And uh, I'm pretty sure that came out to be, like, 70 or $80 just, <laughs> just for that. Like, just for the meat. And then he's like, yeah, I want a, I want a 16-ounce, you know, filet. And I said, all right, I'll get you a 16-ounce filet. And he's like, yeah, I want it cooked well done. Oh, no. <laughs> now, not only are you ruining the filet by cooking it well done, but filets are also notoriously thick. Very. It took 55 minutes to cook his <laughs> filet. <laughs> he sat there for an hour after I rang it up, waiting for his well-done filet that cost him $80. So if oh, you're listening well to this. Well done. I'm sorry so he for making got a, fun of you, but okay. He got a 16-ounce piece of beef jerky. Yeah, exactly. God. What a way to ruin a fantastic wow. steak. So that's, anyway. That's painful. Quite painful. Um, My, my, my bad... I, I really don't have a ton of like bad experiences, I guess. Cause like I said, a lot of times, like if I, I try to overlook things like the server's bad or something like that, like I just always think like I have bad days. Maybe they're having a bad day. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Right. Maybe they're right. overwhelmed, something like that. So, but first thing that kind of comes to mind is, um, we went to Olive Garden one time and this was like, I'm not saying Olive Garden is not in their heyday, but this was when like people went to Olive Garden regularly mm-hmm. you know oh, I, like you know there was a time where i, I feel like was it was like popular, you know? like on the you know commercials and stuff like that like i feel like it did have a time where it was like extremely pop- oh you're getting an olive garden oh my god um but <laughs> we uh oh we walked in and there was like a chicken <laughs> yeah right uh we walked in where we're walking in and there's like a line at the uh the hostess uh-huh. and it's like you know of parties, you know, waiting there. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, okay. Well, they're just putting their name on the list, you know, for the wait. And they'd be talking, they'd be talking to the hostess and then they'd, the next one, they'd leave. Like not like go stick, sit down, not stick around. They would leave. Okay. And then they'd be like, next one, 
leave. Next one, leave. Mm-hmm. I was like, man, it must be like a two-hour wait, but it doesn't look like there's a lot of people in there. Well, it became our turn to get up there, and uh, she goes, is it for two? And I was like, yeah. And she goes, okay, before I put your name down, I have to let you know we've run out of breadsticks. <laughs> Oh, and so people were and leaving. People were leaving. They didn't have that, not like everybody was. Nobody was like, "Oh, that's okay." It was like, "All right, we're out of here." <laughs> <laughs> and like I said, it's not really a a bad experience. But for that, me. but honestly, it's a big. The breadsticks are good. You gotta have the breadsticks. Part of yeah. the reason you go to Olive Garden is because of the breadsticks. So. Yeah, and like, I mean, people were turning and leaving just because they didn't get the Olive Garden. It's almost breadsticks. like it's honestly, if you were to go to like a really nice Mexican restaurant, they're like, "We're out of tortilla chips." Yeah. You would be a little salty, no pun intended, that they didn't have tortilla chips. You know, I, yeah, I think I'd be. I don't know which one would be worse. Texas Roadhouse, their, oh, their the, bread is just... The bread and cinnamon butter. People just lose their mm-hmm. minds over the bread. And they're yeah. like, you know, or the I, cinnamon butter, really. If I had a dollar every time that someone asked me, what kind of butter is this? <laughs> I would probably seriously have you know a lot of money. Anyway, but... Actually, actually, now that I'm trying to think of all the bad experiences I've had, one of the best experiences I've I've ever had was um it was last year or the year before, one of those, and we were at uh, Cheesecake Factory for my mother-in-law's uh, birthday. Nice. And uh, it was me, my wife, my mother-in-law, obviously, and my brother and sister-in-law, and my niece and nephew. So there's a lot of us, you know. Yeah. And it's my mother-in-law's birthday and everything like that. And uh, we had a good dinner. We were doing good, you know, and everything. And um, uh, our waitress was great. She was really cool. Older lady. Um, did a great job. Fantastic evening. Well, uh, the waitress comes up. She's like at the end of the night where, um, oh, I know what it was. We ordered cheesecake, uh-huh. right? Your cheesecake factory, you get cheesecake at your birthday, to. and you're kind of like, oh, maybe, you know, the birthday girl will get a free cheesecake. Hey, and um, she comes, so we ordered, and uh, she comes up to the table before we get our cheesecake, and the waitress is like crying. Mm-hmm. And we're like, what the heck is going on? The first thing I thought of was Olive Garden when they ran out of cheese uh, breadsticks. <laughs> yeah. I was Uh-oh. like, did Cheesecake Factory just run out of cheesecake? It's and a factory. She's she making them all the time. And she's all upset and sad that this lady isn't going to get cheesecake on her birthday. Mm-hmm. She goes, um, she looked at my, she knew it was her birthday. She looked at my mother-in-law and goes, um, somebody offered to buy your dinner. Oh. And it was like, oh, wow, that's really nice. And nice. I just found out it was her birthday. That's yeah. really cool, you know. And um, and I, and I and she's like, oh, my gosh, I'm just so touched right now, you know, blah, 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 and everything. And I, and I go, uh, well, go ahead and put the cheesecake on her tab, you know, and everything <laughs> like that. And you the, are one of and them. And the, like, <laughs> the waitress looks at me, and she almost, like, starts crying more. She goes, no, they want to pay for the entire table. And I was like, the entire, like, probably not a cheap like, bill either. No, you five know? grown adults, you yeah. know, and like, it's your birthday. So you're like, yeah, get that. Yeah, we're going to have a good time. Yeah. You know, we, we didn't have a lot of drinks, but each one of us had like an adult beverage. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, and I was like, man, this guy be us. Like, Dang. holy crap. That's that. Yeah. yeah that wow. was, that was pretty. And I so could, did you ever find out? No. And we were like, who was it? And she goes, they don't, they don't want to say. They just said, pick a table. Huh. Yeah. They didn't even know whose it was. Pick a table. That's a little pay it forward thing. Pick a table. Pick a table. So they said, pick a table. We're going to pay for their tab. Yeah. They said, pick a table who you think deserves it. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. 
about to say like, I'm gonna pick this table. And she goes, and she she even said she was like, well, I don't want to pick a big party. And she said, they said, bigger the better. Oh wow. Yeah. Okay. Wow. That's very touching. Yeah. I feel really good now. Pretty awesome. That's that's pretty sweet. So I'm sure. Do you know? Do you know how much the no, but I mean, I I kind of like I kind of went like looking meal. around and I'm like, okay, chicken Bellagio, yeah, Marsala, chicken, chicken cane and pasta. I had wine. She had wine. <laughs> I was doing the calculations in my head. Probably not cheap bill, but that's very nice. Yeah. And it's good. It's nice to know that there are people in this world that are willing to do that. So, so I had to do like the or didn't have to. I did the pay it forward. So like. The next time I was at, I think it was Chick-fil-A, I, guess, uh, <laughs> I said like, you know, whoever's behind me, I got theirs too. Yeah. You know, yeah. got to do that. You know, that. Chick-fil-A is uh, notorious for that sort of thing. Yeah. Because uh, everybody's in a good I, mood when they're at Chick-fil-A. You're always in a good mood. You, when you get in those honey, you know, whatever, you know, oh, yeah, there those you go. things are good, you know. So, <laughs> when you get in those chicken nuggets, I mean. It's, and it's always crazy because even though, like, if they always have the longest lines, you're still just like, it's Chick-fil-A. I can wait. It's Chick-fil-A. I mean, it's I can, not I a big wait. deal, you know. What I, got, I got I got Chad and Buds on the radio. It's it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> so uh, you know whatever. Anyway, uh, Marks, what what do you got? Anything? I cannot think of a bad or great experience. So just average so restaurant experience. Every, every, your every restaurant life. has been just middle of the road. Yeah. M- middle of the road. Nothing good. Nothing, nothing bad. It's like I ordered a Coke and I said light ice, but they got me. They gave me too much ice. You know. You know what is really cool though. Um, and this is actually getting off from the subject that I asked, but um, when like you know, I by no means have the means to go to fancy dinners all mm-hmm. the time, expensive, yeah. you know, and everything like that. But when you do, and there is a different level of waitress waiter, you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. So like we went to um, Wyo Ranch, Ranch House, Steakhouse, Wyo Steakhouse in uh, Dallas, and it's. Uh, Oh, it's pretty. What Sorry. was that? What was that? You're moving away is from the mic. Is it really so windy to... outside, or what is that? I bet it's a. I bet it's a uh, garbage truck. Oh, yeah, it sounds like a is. yeah. With the vehicular. headphones, I was like, yeah. man, it's like a gale force wind out there. Anyway, yeah. continue. Um. Anyway, so um, we went to the Wyo Steakhouse in Dallas. I'm pretty sure it's the Wyo Steakhouse. Mm-hmm. But um, you know, this is a place where it's like, you know, this was a special occasion. But um, you know, like fifty dollars a plate and everything like that. Yeah. And it is, you know, higher end stuff. Um, but uh, the waiter like knows he's just like he has a script. He's uh-huh. he 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 knows. Ju- it's like he knows just as much as the you know the executive chef mm-hmm. back there. You know, he's talking about all these duck sauces and lard marrow stuff and everything. I have no idea. I've never heard of in my entire life. And he's like, "Hey, we're we're known for our wild game. We got this and we got that and blah blah blah. It comes with this on top of this and everything. And this type of seasoning." And I was just like, "Sure, bring it on," you know. And like, there is like. You know, a, another type of server where you're like, does that come with uh, shallots? Uh, I'll go check. Yeah. <laughs> you know, <laughs> like uh, it's a it's yeah. like you have to. Um, I mean, and, and then um, did you ever watch that seven days out on Netflix? Uh, I, I did. I watched the one about uh, Cassini. I didn't watch mm. the um, the restaurant. one. Yeah, the, the, mm. the restaurant one. So seven days out. Highly recommended on Netflix. Um, it follows big events 
in the seven days leading up to it. And one is the reopening of, uh, after renovations, what is known in the world as the best restaurant in the world. It's, uh, 11th Avenue, something in New York. Anyway, um, obviously it's very high end and, um, it showed them going over with the waiters or servers, I guess I should say, Mm -hmm. um, first of all, the script for the menu and not only that, but like the practicing serving and doing it this way. Don't go on that side because this person, you know, doing this, they're sitting over here, keep the light in their, you know, you know, out of their, their eyes. And when you're serving and and then like, and then, uh, they'd go over and they'd be like, okay, for first off, we have this second of all, we have this. And, um, lastly, and they go, I don't want to say lastly, I don't want it to be like a finish part. Like, yeah, yeah. Let's not say lastly. And they like write it down. Wow. And like everything was just so, you know, it is rehearsed. It's funny how you do mention that. Cause I, those, those particular serving jobs, like at these really nice places, like three forks or something like that, you, you, you have to have prior experience. You yeah. can't just walk in there no. and be like, yeah, I want to work here. No, be like, you, okay, have you been serving for like 15 years? Well, no. And okay, you, you can't be here. a dummy either. Oh, no. Like, no. I wouldn't be able to do it. And you're right. They can they can spout up everything. We're going to have a jelly reduction with a uh, duck broiled butter sauce and then a side of Kraft macaroni and cheese. And, it's gonna, <laughs> and they, they just, they rattle off everything. Yeah, and, it um, is. Uh, and then, like, so, like, those places, how, I mean, that place in particular, when they're, you know putting your plate down, they practice for a long time just putting your plate down. Mm, ever so gently. I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't I don't know if it's like a, a gently or like here it is, bam, isn't that awesome? You know, like I it, like <laughs> look it, at that plate like presentation. They, they you know, they go into like the psychological things of eating and end of serving. Like I said, when they when he said don't stand on that side because the light is shining, yeah. you know, and everything and and when you uh when you're standing on this side, don't pour with this hand. You pour with this hand, so you're still facing and making face uh, face contact uh-huh. you know, or, or FaceTime, whatever. And, yeah, it's unbelievable how <laughs> minute in particular everything in that place was. And that was part of it, like the, the owner, manager. He was very particular yeah. on everything. It, it kind of reminds me, you know, when it comes to the detail and stuff of these places that they, they put in, it kind of reminds me of this time I, I I went with, a, with an old girlfriend of mine to uh, Dallas Chop House, which is... In Dallas, and uh, and uh, which is in Mesquite, <laughs> and uh, we uh, we go there, and it's 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 a very nice, very nice place, and um, you know it's not cheap either. It's not you know it's about you know, you know 30, 40, 50 for you know plate, and then uh, we um, we're ordering stuff, and I was like mm, salmon, say you know it sounds good. I'm gonna get salmon, and then you know she got like steak or something. And I I said uh, you know I got. I got the salmon, or he, I, I started ordering, and, and the guy was like, okay, so when you want what you like? I was like, oh, yeah, can I get the salmon? He's like, oh, okay, how would you like that cooked? Oh. <laughs> and I was like, way caught off guard, and I did not know what to say. I've never been asked, how would you like your salmon cooked? Mm-hmm. I don't know. I didn't even know what a correct answer would be. Can do you say medium? Do you say medium well? Did he, was he looking for, like, I want to blacken or not? So he asked me, how would you like it cooked? And I said... All the way. <laughs> and he just looks at me. He's like, all the way. <laughs> and he writes it down. I felt like a complete idiot. Because, I mean, I'm like, I'm not like new to the food scene, to the serving food scene. But I don't know what he was trying to ask. See, I never I have, had salmon, you know, asked in that. I what know. I have around that, and it really only works with like higher end places. Not that I go to a lot of higher end places all the time. Um, 
But if they – and it like goes along with I'm not a picky eater at all. Mm-hmm. So if they were to have – this is what I would have said in that situation. Um, how would you like your salmon cooked? I would have just yeah. said whatever the chef recommends. Okay. I, I can hop on board. Leave, I should leave have, it up. Leave it up to them. Leave it up to them. Just leave it up to the pro. Whatever because the, like yeah, I whatever said – Whatever the chef thinks would taste the I'm best not, with that particular I'm cup. not picky at all. And um, uh, so that, that really helps on that. I got one more thing. And it was a good experience too. Mm-hmm. Uh, it goes along with the not being picky and everything. Um, when me and my wife went to Italy, before we were married, her her family, her um, aunt lives there. Mm-hmm. We were there with her sister, uh, her cousin, I'm sorry. And uh, so Italy, obviously, Italian food, you're in heaven. It's real Italian food, which is better. And uh, we went to a pizza place. Mm-hmm. And it's not like, you know, a pizza place here. Mm-hmm. It's... First of all, actual pizza, Italian pizza, and it's a it was a all you can eat place, but not all you can eat like CC's. Or oh, I didn't know. Like oh, I was gonna say I didn't know they had CC's over there. No, it was not. A, it was not a buffet. <laughs> it was not a buffet or anything like mm-hmm. that. It was it was a nice restaurant. It didn't have barbecue pizza. It, okay. Well, Uh-oh. so what it was was, <laughs> and this was like the perfect thing for me is um you go there and you just they have one thing on the menu. Pizza. Perfect. Who would have thought? But, since it's all you can eat, this is how they do it. The chef just sends you something. <gasps> oh. And, and like I said, this was perfect for me. So it was like, what it, what, how, how it works is they, he sends you a pizza. It starts off pretty basic. Okay. Then you, once you're done with that, got to finish it. Got to finish it. Uh-huh. So once you're done with that, he'll up it up a little bit. Now, you mean like we're talking ingredients. We're ingredients. not talking like spiciness or something. No, it, I mean, it might just, be. It, it might be. be. And that's what she said. You start off with a regular cheese pizza. They always throw in some Italian beef on there. Yeah. Some Italian sausage or whatever. You know, okay. And then it's also like stuff that you wouldn't think would go on a pizza. Like an anvil. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Okay. <laughs> no, like, uh, like you know, uh, salmon. Okay. Like they throw yeah. stuff like that on there. Like a sushi. And uh, yeah, shrimp, you know, okay. whatever. I know those are both fish, but whatever. <laughs> um, but yeah, and she also said that, uh, so yeah, it'll get more complicated as the pizzas start coming out. Great. And she said She said also that um, uh, you can also tell like the mood the chef is in hmm. because, you know, they're very, you know, passionate uh-huh. and everything like that. So like... If you get like a spicy pizza that like burns your mouth, he is just pissed off. He's pissed off. <laughs> he is not having a good night, and he wants to ruin everybody else. She's like, it totally happens. So it is kind of like an experience along with because you you don't know what you're it's. Gonna it's get. kind of funny. It's like it's like you it's like you could probably tell the level how pissed off he is. Like, oh, this is pretty spicy. Oh, this is really spicy. And then then and then they're like they come back and there's no pizza because he went home. Yeah, they quit. <laughs> well, and then um, yeah, That's it's how it, it, it was. it's like like I said, it's like an experience, and that goes to show the difference in like you know, uh, restauranturing uh-huh. here and then in Italy. It's like that's very free. It's like a yeah, it's like a 
one comes out and goes, oh, there's there's eggs on it. Well, I'm allergic to eggs. Well, that's too bad. I guess you're done eating. You know? Yeah. <laughs> I they, mean, it was like that. I'm like, not gonna lie. I don't honestly just being no having that time in this in the serving you know serving industry that would not fly in America. No. People are so big on customizing. Like, well, light on the onions, and you know, I'm not a big fan of broccoli. So can we just? Uh, it's, and for the most part, like work. I said, like the the that place, you know. They would probably only have a select few of returning customers. I would go there all the time, mm-hmm. and then, you know, it would be people like me that like that experience. Yeah, you know? the randomness, like the it could be anything. You know? Like someone else is choosing what you're eating, mm-hmm. and he may, for whatever reason, be really mad at you. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I loved it. I thought I that's thought it was cool. great. So that turned into bad experiences to good experiences. I mean, that's just us. Glass half full. <laughs> Glass half full. <laughs> awesome. Uh, all right. Well, uh, pretty good little stopping point for. I think so. For, uh, I would always stop on pizza. You know, what? Yeah, whatever. Okay. Anyway, so <laughs> uh, thanks. Hey, thanks for tuning in, guys. Uh, that's episode eleven. Go and, ahead and uh, rate, subscribe, tell your friends, and yeah. uh, comments. Bring and comments don't in. forget Firegrounds Coffee. Firegrounds. Firegrounds, Firegrounds Coffee Company. Great yeah. stuff. Check, Check it, it out. out. So, um, all right. Well, cool. Let's right. uh, let's get on out of here. Bye. See ya.